This story has caused quite an uproar here in Indiana, and rightfully so. Officials with the Family and Social Services Administration, or FSSA, are looking to do away with their funded parental caregiver program. So essentially, if this is the first time you're hearing this, uh, this program um, is all about parents with disabled kids being paid as caregivers under the aged and disabled waiver. And according to the FSSA, there are issues with the Medicaid budget, uh, hence potentially looking to do away with this program. Lieutenant Governor Susan Crouch is calling on the FSSA to at the very least hit the pause button on doing this. And she's joining us right now. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning, Kayla. Great to be with you. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, unfortunately, I hate this this circumstance. I hate this topic of conversation. I mean, you, along with so many lawmakers, have really been pushing back against this. And it is my understanding that you actually met with some of the folks with the FSSA. Uh, how how did that meetup go? How did those conversations go? Well, actually, we had a meeting of the Intellectual and Developmental Disability Task Force. I chair that task force, and they're Hoosiers with autism, Down syndrome, or cerebral palsy. So that task force actually works to help those individuals live, work, and play in safe, accessible, affordable environments. So as chair, we had a meeting. I called a meeting on Monday, and we had FSSA participate to explain the program. Uh, And I will tell you, first of all, this is all coming about because FSSA made a billion dollars air in terms of their projections on how much their budget would be. Wow. Because of that billion-dollar air, and they're now focusing on cutting programs, including funding for the parents who take care of disabled children who have complex medical needs. In fact, I met with a group of parents in Warsaw last Friday, and one daughter, her, her father had to pick her up out of her chair carry her up the steps, lay her on a table. She was 13 years old and could have weighed more than 100 pounds. Laid her on a table, and then it took four men to carry her 200-pound wheelchair up the steps because the wheelchair is equipped with all this medical apparatus. And in the process, her trach fell out. I mean, it was just, this is what these parents deal with all the time. These are the the children we're talking about, the most vulnerable children among us. And, you know, it, it's unfathomable that FSSA could make a billion-dollar error. But then when they couldn't answer questions, you know, questions like, you know, um, why, how, are, how are parents going to get the information? Or, or, you know, they said, we're working on additional clarifications. Well, we're going to have to adjust this, so we have no data. You know, when you hear those questions that can't be answered, Something has to be done because we are talking about parents who care for these children in their homes, keeping their families together. And we're talking about a Medicaid population. We're talking about people that aren't rich or wealthy. These are people that, you know, struggle uh, and they're on Medicaid and they're trying to take care of their loved ones. And the thing is, is that if parents can't take care of them, then who is going to take care of them? I mean, these aren't children you put in front of a TV set and babysit them. I mean, these are children where you have to, you know, clean the trait tubes and and you have to clean the feed, you know, tubes. And you have to take care of them. You know, many of them are nonverbal. And so, you know, if we can't take care of them, the parents can't take care of them, who is? 
to help out there. I mean, we have a shortage of pediatric nurses. We have a shortage of health. And what we don't want is to institutionalize these children. And so, you know, I called upon FSSA to be sure that they pause the program until people can feel confident that these questions will be answered, that the help is available to help care for these children, and then also also called upon the General Assembly to step in and, and to be able to address the situation if FSSA and the governor's office doesn't. Because, you know, Kayla, at the end of the day, we will be judged by how we care for the most vulnerable among us. Mm -hmm. And we want to be judged in a positive way, in a positive manner. And we are talking about some of the most vulnerable among us. Let me ask you this. You mentioned potentially, let's say the FSSA goes ahead and moves forward with, with ending this program. And let's say you have to get the General Assembly involved. They step in. I mean, who really wields the power here? At the end of the day, can the General Assembly actually do anything, or can no matter what, the FSA go ahead and move forward this with this, and boom, come July 1, this program's over? You know, as a former legislator, the General Assembly has a lot of power. And in my mind, in my, in, in my understanding, the General Assembly could certainly take action to pause the implementation of this program. Uh, and so that would be the hope is that if, in fact, the administration doesn't pause it, that the General Assembly would step in and at least pause it until questions can get answered and parents can feel comfortable that their children are going to be cared mm -hmm. for. Because, like I said, Kayla, if the parents can't be the ones to take care of these children, who's going to take care of yeah. them? Yeah. What, uh, what does your gut tell you after, after some of the conversations that you've had and some of the people you, that you've met with? Do you think the FS, uh, FSSA is, is going to move forward with these changes to the aged and disabled waiver, or do you think they will hit the pause button? Well, I, I would hope that they would, but I'm not confident that that would be something that they would do. Yeah, I'm not confident either. So what would be your, your best suggestion then for these caregivers who are listening right now? Um, I mean, should they be out there looking for jobs or looking for some outside care options, if there even are any, for their disabled kids? I mean, I mean, if they can even afford that, you know, what can they likely do or what can they actually do? I would suggest they call the governor's office and they call their legislators, yeah. the senators and the rep state senators and state representatives, because they're the ones that have the ability to make a change. They're the ones that have the ability to pause. And so they, people have to be engaged. They have to contact their legislators in the governor's office and, and share their stories with them and let them know how they feel. Well, we're definitely going to keep sharing it here on Wowo. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for joining us. I I'm glad you're in the good fight for this one. Thank you, Kayla. And, you know, together we can make a change. Amen to that. That is Lieutenant Governor Susan Crouch joining us here on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media.